It's the state of Victorian trots racing and the people who drive the sport. You're one out, one back. Yes, welcome to another edition of One Out, One Back for Harness Racing Victoria on RSN 927, relay stations as well. Andrew Hughes in the studio with the HRV team in their studio. I'm talking, of course, about uh, Toby McKinnon and Blake Redden. How are you both? Excellent uh, this morning, Cusey, and I've got Balake with me, Blake Redden. Uh, he's uh, excited to be on the show with us this morning, I'm sure. How are you, Blake? Yeah, good, Tobes. I feel like we could uh, we could end up being the Woodies, us two, because there's been a few different combinations roll through this show over the last little while, but oh, to my eye, this is the best of them. I think the, I think the Woodies might be going a bit far, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's good to rotate it around. So uh, it's it's the A team today, Blake Redden and Toby McKinnon. Or well, speaking of A teams, we might start with some topics, and uh, not too many better than A. Will in fact be an A plus for Emma Stewart lately. Indeed, what a what a you know whirlwind six weeks it's been for Emma with the Vic Bread Super Series, all those winners, and the ball just kept rolling. And it's quite interesting. A number of these haven't come through the Vic Bread. A number of them have, but. Um, you know, it could be hard to keep these horses up going through that series and, and then looking towards the Breeders' Crown, and that's what's happened with Two Times Better. She was an excellent winner on Saturday night. Seven winners overall for Emma Stewart on Saturday night, but a couple that didn't come through the Breeders' Crown. I guess Be Happy Max is a similar story because he came through the Breeders' Challenge where he won beating Jelby Nitro, but he was excellent winning the Tatlow for the boys. And Maritai, he's sort of returning from a decent break. Uh, Terrain Cup winner, he's... He's sort of on his way through the classes still under the new rating system, but you'd expect him to get to, to free-for-all level again, Tobe. So they're just a couple of them, but um, you know it was a, it was a red-letter night for Emma at Melton on Saturday. You, you just feel like the Stewart camp would be nice, deep breath, and they'd be just looking at Breeders' Crown now. She'd have so many horses targeting that Breeders' Crown, and all, all her focus would be gearing up towards that big Breeders' Crown challenge coming up later in the month. And, Blake, did you see Iolanta for Michael Stanley? Like, this was the only race nearly Emma Stewart lost on the night. She won seven of the 11. <laughs> she ran second, third, and fourth in the race, and sixth. Iolanta made a mistake at the start, lost, what, 50 metres? Yep, yep. And still beat the best horses of her age. It was an outstanding run and a great drive by Michael Stanley. It was, and, and it's quite interesting because she, she sort of... Even when she got there halfway up the straight, I thought, well, you've done your job, you've done enough, and, and the uh, the wall out wide chasing was going to be too strong. But she really did dig in, uh, you know, the last 50, and it's very hard to line these performances up. We'll see, a, you know, one go round on Sunday at Maryborough for Redwood Day in Liberty Stride, who's done something similar in, in the trotting divisions. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was an incredible performance. It didn't quite work out for Miragon, who ran second for me, Happy Mac. He did it in the semi-final of the Vic Bread. It didn't quite translate to the final, but mm. still big performance. It's just interesting to see how she lines up because I actually watched her first trial before her debut and I thought she had a lot of ability and clearly she does. Now it's just a matter of getting through that run, um, obviously hoping that she it hasn't taken too much of a toll on her and, uh, and she can go on with it now to the Breeders' Crown. And did you catch the effort of Commander Kirk at Tabcourt Park, Menangle, Blake? 1.49.7. It's only a lightly raced horse, had 14 starts and won nine of them already, and I think big things planned for Commander Kirk. Yeah, you'd have to think so. I mean, uh, wow, what a performance. It's a uh, horse we've seen in Victoria, actually. It's first two or three starts. I think it sort of uh, was uh, knocking around behind Luminaire and Co. as a, as a three-year-old or early two-year-old, and uh, when trained by Nicole Melander. Now in New South Wales, um, I guess, you know, travelling a relatively similar path 
to pick out of recent times. Um, slightly older horse, but uh, this one. But uh, yeah, I mean, just incredible performance. The time he ran, the way he finished off, and and. Todd McCarthy's having a terrible run of it at the minute. He just can't buy a winner, can he? Did, did, what did he scrape together Saturday night? Uh, six just, or seven or something. Just six, six, six metropolitan winners, which is the record in <laughs> in uh, Menangle. So uh, Todd McCarthy had a, another night out at Menangle on Saturday. And a couple. It's RSN 927's One Out, One Back. Sorry, Toby, did you have something else to add? We're about to chat to Blake Fitzpatrick, in fact. No, let's get the uh, get another Blake on, and I'll I'll be the meet between the two Blakes. <laughs> Blake, uh, it's good to have you on the show. I, it's always nice when Blake can introduce another Blake, and uh, you're the man up with a couple of runners uh, this weekend at Marybrook Caligula and Gamondi. Uh, tell us a little bit about. Uh, I guess we'll start with uh, Gamondi, a two-year-old trotter, has obviously won those three races in New South Wales. Uh, it all went wrong in the, in the Foundation Series final, but looks to have good ability. Yeah, he does, Blake, definitely. He's um, been a progressive horse his whole career and he's he's just got better with every run. Um, his, his three heat, heat wins here in New South Wales are really good and, uh, yeah, he, look, he looked like winning the final about 100 metres from the line when he made a break. So which is very uncharacteristic. He have a little niggling problem going into that race and uh, since then we've been able to give him a break and since then it's been really good. So, yeah. You, you've been one of the leading uh, trotting trainers up there in New South Wales, Blake, and uh, you did bring a horse down called Verbi Air in the 2013 Redwood and ran seventh. How, how, how's Gamondi measure up to the, the horses like Verbi Air? I'd say he's probably the best two-year-old trotter I've had. Um, he's, he's definitely got the most ability and he's got a lot of speed. Uh, yeah, so he's, he's the best champ or the best horse I've brought down uh, for this race, without a doubt. Caligula, Blake, this is this is quite interesting, really. I mean, um, you know, for, for the fact that you're in New South Wales and clearly not as many trotting races, not as much depth as Victoria, I think in the last two or three years you've, you've had horses nominated for the Derby and the Redwood and they've, they're always sort of on that borderline because, you know, they're a little bit hard to line up. But he's a horse that... Um, he he did a really good job in the New South Wales Trotters Derby where things didn't really go his way and um, he, he has measured up to some of those better horses. I think he ran well in a Breeders' Crown last year as well. Yeah, exactly. He ran fifth in the Breeders' Crown last year as a two-year-old and, yeah, like you said, he's run in the New South Wales Derby. He was really good. He just, he over-raced and it worked in the early stages but he's still running fourth. He wasn't beaten that far and, yeah, he's, he's beaten some smart horses along the way like he's raced. Um, Emerald Stride and all cashed up and he's, he's raced at a fairly good level his whole career and yeah he's an underrated horse uh, a horse that's got better with age and another one although he hasn't drawn well on Sunday I'm sure he'll be competitive against the better horses it, it does feel like the horse sort of knows how to win this year. It's won five races this year and only won the one as a two-year-old did run fifth in that Breeders' Grand. He, has he got that sort of killer instinct in him a bit now, Blake? Oh, absolutely. He, the horse has really matured this season. Last year, as a two-year-old, he, he always showed promise that he could get it wrong at times, and um, especially at the start of this year, he's, he's matured and he raced the And he said his record's been really good this season. He's only lightly raced, but he's always raced um, at, at, the fairly, at a fairly good level. And, um, yeah, he deserves his chance against uh, the best 2 
Do you travel down and travel home, or will you stay down in Victoria for a while and uh, take on the Breeders' Crown? And where do you stay if you do? Oh, well, you probably always stay with Noel Shelton. Yeah, at this stage, we probably ten day gap between Sunday and the and the heat to the Breeders' Crown. So, yeah, it'll be enough time for me to bring them home and come back down. Just before we let you go, Blake, it'd be remiss not to ask about the uh, the million dollar pace that's coming up in New South Wales mid next year. Have you have you targeted a few horses already that you think can be uh, your horse for the series? Are you, are you looking for horses? How do you sort of play it out in the next six months? Oh, absolutely. Blake, it's been a great incentive and I'm sure everyone um, in my position is doing the same. We're all scratching around our stables looking for a horse good enough to get ready for it. But, um, yeah, being Australian bred and it's a great incentive, great initiative to try and get people to support our local or our breeding industry. And, um, yeah, at this stage, I've probably got two or three that could be good enough and we've just them out now to have them back in time for the race. But... Yeah, I'm sure it'll be very competitive and a lot of people trying to win it, Blake. All right, thanks for coming on, uh, Blake, and uh, best of luck on Sunday with the uh, with your Redwood runner and your Victoria Derby runner. Uh, thanks very much. Thanks, Great to have Blake on. He's uh, he's a great chat. He obviously does a particularly good job with his trotters. And um, as we've sort of gone over, he's the kind of trainer that I think he's only going to bring them down if he thinks they're going to be competitive. Clearly, the draw, as he mentioned, hasn't worked out with Caligula. But Gamondi is is clearly becoming a very interesting runner because he's he's given it a decent rap there, Topes. Yeah, they're both they're both chances. And and these races, these trot races at Maryborough on Sunday, anything can really happen in them. We've seen it a number of times. And there, there'll be some great drives. Coming out of the out of the races on Sunday that'll win win some races and uh, I go back to in 1987 the second winner of the Redwood Classic was a 33 to one shot driven by a gentleman called Ginger Gleason and if you ask Ginger he can probably give you a blow by blow description <laughs> of the drive it was a terrific drive and uh, he he he'll be uh, lining up in the Redwood again Ginger on a horse called uh, Daring Angel for Ian Caruana who uh, who uh, who will be busy trying to get on line as we well speak. in fact we've got him right now so uh breaking the run of blakes we've got ian on now <laughs> ian caruana takes your call guys good morning ian how are you this morning uh good thank you thanks very much yes good I'm we were just well. we were just reminiscing about the 1987 uh win of lady thor driven by a gentleman called ginger gleason uh who who no doubt ginger will tell you the whole way there to maryborough on sunday about how great a drive it is and no doubt you're hoping he can replicate it with daring angel on sunday in the redwood well with all respect to ginger uh he's never short of words <laughs> and he, he always he, he always tells me about his uh deeds in the past and uh and it, it's always good to be with him and have dinner with him and have lunch with him and and uh, have him drive my horse. It's a real pleasure. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the filly Anne. She's um she's been well raced for a two year old. One of the uh, I guess the more experienced uh, horses in the field. She's coming off a last start win. Uh, how do you sort of uh, match her up against this sort of competition? Well, uh, I think it's a really good field on Sunday. I'm very proud to be in it. Uh, uh, very proud, proud to be chosen uh, to have a run in the Redwood. Uh, I, I think our chances are a little bit limited because we're up against uh, some really good company, uh, especially the Colts, of course. Uh, there's only there's only us and Pingalas 
And another filly, I think, uh, that's in the field. The rest of them are Colts, and I think the Colts are a little bit stronger at this time of year. Uh, nevertheless, uh, I, I think uh, our filly goes really good. She's very, she's one of the more experienced, like two-year-old trotters around. And I think, you know, fingers crossed, if we get the right run, we'll be right in it. She's been very consistent, but uh, the Vic Bread final for the Phillies, it was a bit of an anomaly for her. Was was she 100% that night, or how did she pull up? Well, no, what she did, uh, like, she followed through uh, uh, Jackson Me that day, that night, and uh, and Jackson Me obviously, um, like, uh, went to the front because she was the hot favourite that night, and we got left out in the breeze, and she just got pulling. Uh, she's very, very good, like behind another horse, but when she's exposed, she gets pulling, and obviously that run that night, that's what she did, and that's what, why she finished back in the field. That's probably the worst run she put in mm. her career so far. But, uh, look, I wasn't too disappointed because, uh, like, she pulled hard, and when they do that, especially young horses, well, it takes it out of them very quickly. We might uh, we might get back to talking about the filly in a second, Ian. But tell us a little bit about yourself. You've got a small team in work. Um, do you do something outside of the trots? Do you have a full time job, or or is the trot something that you you focus on mostly? What's uh, what's your life life like? Um, you know, revolving around the trots. I've I've always uh, like uh, had a full time job as well as trained horses as well. I've all only ever trained about two or three horses at a time, and, and tried to keep two and three horses that can get to the races and 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 get some money because i'm i'm uh, i've got a job and i'm happy to just have the horses and if they can just pay for themselves um i'm i'm good with that you know uh, but i've just uh, recently retired and i'm looking forward to just spending all of my time with the horses you know, for, for a hobby tra- for a hobby trainer though, Ian, you've had a bit of success with a couple of nice horses in the past. Bentel in the eighties and uh, Atlantic Sunset in the uh, late nineties was the Golden Nursery winner in South Australia. That must be a, you must have fond memories of going over and taking the South Australian dollars. Yes, yes, very much so. Yes, uh, we don't often get a chance to do that, do we? But we did that night, and uh, I uh, and uh, Atlantic Sunset was a very nice horse. And he ended up in the States, as a matter of fact, and, and won uh, uh, $300,000 in the States. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you're an owner, you've bred Daring Angel, you've bred the mother of Daring Angel, and it's a family, you've had the family for a long time, and you own the horse, you train the horse and breed it. It's a great story, and uh, best of luck yeah. on Sunday in the, in the Volstead Redwood Classic. Yes, thanks very much. Yes, thanks very much. I'm very proud... Uh, I've always bred a, a horse or two uh, every year, and and uh, I, I it's just like my background is 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 that I always like to sort of like stick to the breed that I have, the horses that I've raised, and and it just goes on from there. So I'm very happy to uh, like extra happy that I'm that I've bred this one, and I've, she's gone as far as she has, and hopefully she can get further down the track. All right, Ian, thanks uh, very much for joining us and good luck on Sunday. Hopefully she runs well for the team. Thanks. Now, now Blake, uh, have you had a good look at the uh, Maryborough Fields? Have you got something for the listeners at home that might be a little bit of value? <laughs> I, I actually have, Toby, I'll be honest. And <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a little bit... Uh, look, we're talking 26 to 1 here, so we're not going to go all out. But, yep. mm-hmm. in fact, in the Redwood Classic, 
I, look, I'm a little bit concerned about the favourite ultimate strider who went roughly and even galloped a lap out in uh, in his first run in Australia. I think the most professional horse in the field, the horse that will probably get to the pegs first and that is entirely underrated, is that a bit for McHugh's? I think uh, I think he's just going to find himself in the right spot at the right time, and I'm not saying he'll win the race because I'm not certain he will, but he's put up some big performances this season uh, when unfancied by punters, including winning the homegrown classic a Group One race at twenty to one. I think he can do a little job here for us. To, I'm I'm sort of with you in many respects here. I can see almost any horse in this race winning the Redwood. It's a stand start. There's horses everywhere at the start. Yep. We know a couple of them are going to make a mistake. Is that a bit? If it steps away and gets away cleanly, it's not going to get any interference. It's going to be right up to this race, up to its eyeballs. I, I think uh, Powder Keg's a little bit unrelated. I think uh, un, unrelated, <laughs> underrated. He's Dr- a he's a lovely trotter as well. Lovely style of horse. I just got a funny feeling. Dream is a bit better than we all yeah, okay. all all rec- all think it is as well. And then my favourite two year old trotter from from Australia this year has been a horse called Andover Sun. I was yes. very confident on it in the uh, Vic Brett <laughs> final. And I know what you're doing here, Tobes. We, we've got another segue. Is that what you got? we're going? It's, That's John, a clean break. That one. John and Marie Cowdo, the uh, partnership up there. They've done a terrific job with this horse, Andover Sun, and uh, QZ back back at uh, the studios will be working hard at getting John well, up working on the line. very hard, but uh, no answer at the moment from John. So, so We'll push on because uh, we've still got plenty to talk about. We should um, touch on the derby as well, which uh, we, we did speak about Caligula, but uh, overall thoughts on the derby, Tobes? It's obviously going to be a really strong race. Liberty Stride was oh so good for Phil Williamson. We're making a break on Australian debut. Kai Valley Clichy. Uh, group one winner recently, Majestuoso was uh, dominant in the, I guess, the qualifier or the the pseudo heat of this race last week over the staying trip. What are, what are your thoughts? A big query on Liberty Stride in that race at Shepparton when the horse, when uh, Josh Duggan's horse came past on the outside and it made that mistake. All these drivers would have seen that. And I'd imagine something is going to put a bit of pressure on it at some stage. And whether it trots throughout that, if it trots all the way, I think it wins on off the back of the Shepherd and Run. Don't get me wrong. But there's going to be some heat in this race. And you'll be looking at horses like uh, Majestuoso. I think it, it may be the most brilliant horse in the race. Kaivelli Clichy is probably not far off that either and, and Liberty Stride. But uh, there'll be some value in this race as well. All cashed up. Anton Galino took it to New Zealand. That's a big wrap to take a horse to New Zealand. Zealand. It's come back. It won one race at Maryborough. It did break under pressure last start in what was almost a derby yeah. prelude. And I also feel that Majestuoso, despite all cashed up, having every favour in front, I feel like he was uh, going straight past him, so to say. So, uh, look, Majestuoso's $10 opening price into 6 It's a big open field. Liberty Stride's a, a clear favourite. I just think Majestuoso, if he does everything right based on that win... He'll be very hard to hold out. And we haven't mentioned Kratos, the another New Zealander yep. over. You just can't discount these New Zealand horses that come to Australia for these races. Another fantastic race. And also on the card, uh, the Trotters free-for-all, Blake, we've got Tornado Valley back up against the likes of Big Jack Hammer, Save Our Pennies, and the old stager, Kai Valley Blur for uh, Chris Alford. Just, it, it'll be a classic little race, which is sandwiched in between the Derby and the Redwood. Always is a great one. I think we're running very short of time here, Toes, but... We've got uh, about uh, about four or five minutes left, so uh, plenty of time still to uh, get some more information. It looks as though John Caldo, though, not available on the show today. Luckily, Toby's going to guide us through a winner or two at uh, at Horsham today because, uh, look, it's a, it's a great program of racing. It's even, I might even 
find one for a Saturday night at Melton while we're talking. But, Toby, can you tell us if you've got something at a little bit of a price for Horsham? I have done a bit of work on the Horsham fields for later today. So race three, I'm a sports star for Matt Craven now. I do believe Matty was thinking seriously about taking this horse to Queensland for the derby. Really? He didn't end up going up there for the derby. I think if you can get any sort of value on it today in uh, the third at 152 at Horsham, it's, uh, it, it just wins I'm a sports star. Uh, a little bit of value from the second row. gets a good run through. It'll lob about one out, one back, three back the outside. It, it's a pretty fast sort of speedy customer that should be too good for them. And then another one of Matty Craven's later in the card, race six, number seven, all jokers to the right. He's had three runs back from a spell, two starts back at Horsham. He ran eighth, but he was held up all the way to the line, beaten only about nine metres. Last start, he got he went up into the chair, a bit similar to what uh, Ian Caruana was saying about yeah. Daring Angel. He over-raced, he pulled hard throughout the run. Matty hasn't driven the horse for seven or eight starts. He gets back on board today. I think if he gets a soft run in transit back in the field, he'll be coming home hard, and he will be at good value. I love it. I love it. I've done the form for Melton. Well... I shouldn't say I've done the form. I'm about three races through, and funnily enough, Tobes, I found three winners. So <laughs> yes. how easy this game? How how good is it? Now, listeners at home may not know this, but this is the gentleman that picked a 150-to-1 <laughs> shot about a month ago called Out to Play, and uh, he, he's been basking in the glory of it for some it's not time. not true. So, so we don't necessarily want 150-to-1 no. shot. We just want the three winners of the races. I've done races 3, 8, and 10, and... You're going to have to get on first price because they will all shorten significantly. But in race three on the card, um, Max Delight will lead and win. He'll be a dollar thirty, dollar forty. It's it's a silly price, but he will shorten in race eight on the card. Four big men will lead and win. Uh, again, he might open a dollar fifty. He'll start a dollar thirty. And in the last on the card, the ATM. No Apache Me is just better than his, uh, his claiming rivals. He'll get back in the field and reel him with gusto in the last 100 metres again. He might start $1.60, but if you just throw them all together, I get the feeling we might get $3 or $2.80. And, um, well, it's a bet to my eye. I think they'll all win. Just straight up all three of them in a uh, multi-leg? Yep, that's the way to play it for me. If you've got a, something we should be looking at at Melton, it's obviously the, the all-pacing. We don't get this very often, Toby, an all-pacing card at Melton on a Saturday night. Yeah, that's because of the all, the two all-trotting meetings at Maryborough. One at a little bit of value is Smile Lyle, race seven, number nine. I think Nostra Villa leads, Rockabella Stars sits behind it, and Smile Lyle will be through the fence. I don't know if it's a winning chance, but it's certainly going to be a place chance, and it'll be 5 or $6 for the place for the listeners at home. Yeah, I like that. It, I like that a lot. It will sit through the pegs. I think it'll have enough speed at the finish to get past Rockabella Stars, and I can't see too much coming down the outside in that race. There'll be some do some mid-race work. Work, and Smile Lyle is a much underrated horse, a very consistent customer that did, did run third in a similar style race at Melton two weeks ago. I must admit, I tossed and turned a little bit on that speed map, and I think I ended up settling with Smile Lyle staying off the pegs, but you build a really good case of why it's the right move to, to get down to the pegs and uh, and follow that, uh, well, I guess Nostraville, the almost certain winner, and, and Rockabella Stars, a little bit vulnerable late potentially, so um, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's a good option if you can get a, a, pl- a good price the place. And the Blacks are fake... F- the Blacks a fake free-for-all. There's been Blakes and Blakes and Blacks a fake <laughs> today. So it, it's an excellent race. Again, we've got uh, the likes of Rack'em Up Tiger Pie returning after probably a, di- a disappointing final. In he broke my heart. Period. When he ran fifth, Jillaby Bandit. And I think three ways. Another horse that's going to track through nicely in this run, get a soft run. I'm interested to see where three ways will measure up this preparation. Yeah, I- yep. 
if he just takes that little step further forward, he's a he's a potential Vic Cup horse. Oh, Jillaby Bandit's probably in the same category, I reckon. So that, that becomes a really um, interesting race. And the Charging Mole is going particularly well. Phoenix Prince, the emergency, if he got a run, would, uh, would create plenty of interest. So lots to look forward to at Melton on Saturday night. Toby... I think this has been a great partnership, personally. I think we've really worked off each other. It's been a great show. Should we do it again next week, or what? Well, sort is Cody of. is Cody going to, you know, work his way back in? I'm not sure. You know, once the seat's gone, it's it's, <laughs> it's true. Once, the incumbent. Once once two openers are making a hundred each, <laughs> the bike can, he might have to come back through Australia. Eh? Very quickly, speaking of the Ashes, what do you think about the first test tonight? Who's going to win it? I think Australia win. But, oh, that's uh, huge. That would be a great start to the Ashes. Uh, on the basis of their value, it's a 50-50 game for me. Yep. I, 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 I can discard the draw. It's a 50-50 game. I think Australia win on the basis that their value. <laughs> All right. We're getting a bit silly here, Tobes. I think it's time <laughs> to head out, QZ. Guys, uh, thanks for being there in the studio, and good luck to everyone having a bet and following the Hunters uh, this week. Blake and Toby, thanks for joining us. Thanks, QZ. Thanks, QZ. Want to hear one out, one back again? Head to iTunes, our Facebook page and the podcast page at rsn.net.au.